Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. Groove Talk is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I'm just going to take a few moments to tell you ways in which you can support the show. The most direct way in which you can support the show is by donating through our Patreon page. That can be found at patreon.com fsproductions. You can donate the minimum amount, which is $1 per month, or as much as you would like. If you do donate the minimum amount, which is $1 per month, you gain access, early access actually, to unedited and ad-free podcasts. Basically, all the podcasts that get released through Froggy Style Productions, you gain early and ad-free access to. So if you don't like listening to this part of the podcast, I highly recommend you check out our Patreon page. That again is patreon.com slash fsproductions. The more you do donate, the more cool rewards you do get. So check it out. I'll have a link in the episode notes. If you would like to check it out, it's really easy for you. Just go there, click the link, consider donating. It would mean a lot to me and it would help out the podcast a lot. If you're looking for a free way in which you can support the show, um, you're basically doing the best thing you could be doing, and that's just listening to the podcast. But if you enjoy what you hear, consider telling a friend about it, sharing it on social media, like and comment all the stuff that we post on social media. It really helps just gain more visibility. And you can also leave a rating or review on your podcast listening app of choice, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, whatever. Ratings and reviews really help with visibility. And it costs you absolutely nothing. We also have an online store. You can find that at fsproductions.ca. It's just under the shop tab. There's t-shirts, buttons, stickers, mugs, stuff like that. So if you want to get some merch, check out fsproductions.ca probably slash store or something like that. I should know, but I don't really. So it's there though. You, you'll find it. It's easy. You're, you're all adults. I assume like you got this. Um, if you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our newsletter. That also can be uh, found at fsproductions.ca. It's on the homepage. It's probably the first thing you're going to see if you do visit the website. You just enter your email into that little bar, hit submit, and you are signed up for the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter goes out on the first Monday of every month, and it contains things like podcast release schedules. It gives you a link to the Let the Groove Talk monthly mixtape. And it also just a little cut like some notes from me and just keeps you informed with everything that's happening, Froggy Style Productions. It also gives you discount codes and enters you automatically into any draws that we do do for cool prize packs and stuff like that. And prize packs usually include shirts and stickers and music from local bands and stuff like that. So if you're fans of the show fsproductions.ca sign up for our monthly newsletter on this episode of groove talk i am joined by matthew alex and meg and they are all part of the band lomlet it was really fun getting the chance to talk to the three of them lomlet is a really cool 
mix of progressive rock meets jazz. Uh, it's really neat music, and I had a lot of fun talking to the three of them about Lomlet and their experiences with it. You can listen to the song Jet Plane, which is a single that the band has released, and you can listen to it at the end of the episode. If you like it, consider purchasing it. There will be links in the episode notes where you can do that. But I'm sure if you just go to Bandcamp and you search up Lomlet, you can find that. Um, also, if you do like this episode and Lomlet, consider following them on social media. Again, all the links to do that will be in the episode notes, so check it out. Thank you all very much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did, and have a great day. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. Welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this episode, I am joined by Meg, Matthew, and Alex, and they are all part of the band Lomelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I guess just to start off, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves and the band in general? Okay, well, um, Lomelet's been a thing for... What is it now? Two years about. It's ha basically we've been around and we have been doing kind of like art rock, I would say, over like a, an umbrella term, art and prog rock mixed with like jazz and folk and kind of like funk a little bit sometimes. Um, that's kind of where our name comes from is it's a, a, a heady mixture of a bunch of different things and so... We've had some different people in the bands that have kind of come and went. And yeah, uh, our iteration right now has been a thing for about six months. And uh, actually, no, we just, well, we just, <laughs> uh, we just got a new drummer as well. And so now I think it's our final in, uh, iteration, hopefully. And uh, we're really happy with it. But yeah, it's been going through a bunch of changes like in the last few months too. And we really kind of, took off exponentially, I think, this summer. Awesome. So why, why do you think that is? Um, well, we, 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 <laughs> we got some good musicians. Uh, we, no offense to those no, yeah, who are we, no longer part of the band. <laughs> we, love, we love those people dearly, but we, we were really lucky to be joined by like a really, really talented uh, lady named Avery, um, who's an old friend of ours, and she brought um, a, a lot to the band, like so much to the band. And she's not here with us right now, but she's in uh, with us in spirit. And... Um, I feel like she brought a level of professionalism to it that really helped us kick it into high gear and practice a bit more and uh, have, have a goal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely been a thing. It's our, we, we set our sights on kind of some, some venues and some goals to achieve in the next year with her help and we've all just kind of started, yeah, working like really hard together like really well, I think, in the last few months. Plus she has a sweet free jam space in her yeah. basement. Yeah, that really helps. That, helps. that really helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dedicated place to practice is 
it's a good thing for a band, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're blessed with all kinds of equipment and instruments and that she's collected over the years, and so nice. we have all kinds of things to like experiment with too. And I think we all have that kind of a, a spirit too. We're willing to try some new things, and she's brought some really interesting music to the band too that we just didn't have before. Um, like some some trained expertise. She studied music production in, in college and. Um, yeah, honestly, that's like the biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest contribution. I think the the hugest thing that's happened to us in the last little bit was that. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was all her. <laughs> it was all her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she deserves all the credit. I don't know why it wasn't just her that came um, to this to this recording. <laughs> so has it been difficult finding like the right band members then, or? <laughs> Not really, because well, anyone can kind of fit in with our style because we don't really have a style. Okay. But it seems like every time we get a new member, it's uh, <laughs> it's just like an upgrade. Like we're like anyone can fit in; it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because mm. any style will mesh with us. Moss. Yeah, I think writing together too has been something we've been doing recently too, and trying to like blend them a little bit more cohesively like before we would have like one jazz song and one rock song but now we're starting to kind of like write in a way that blends those together better um and but yeah we we had a, a gotta give a shout out to mikey uh we love you mikey um he has this like knack for bringing people together and the whole reason that i think lomlet started was because he like just kind of found a bunch of people on kijiji and, <laughs> and um he brought them all together and we became friends and 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 so yeah um he's no longer a part of the band but he's still a part of our lives and so yeah we uh we love you mikey <laughs> that's, that's all i'll say <laughs> yeah, that's awesome just creates a band and then he's like okay yeah yeah my work here is done <laughs> yeah on to the next yeah. yeah is that just what he does it just like goes it's, on it's creating. a career yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of his many talents <laughs> yeah i know you kind of we touched on it a little bit and you said kind of anybody can fit in with your sound so like what kind of is there a particular sound you are going for is it just kind of a free-for-all. <laughs> it certainly feels like a free-for-all. <laughs> but like Meg was saying, uh, I feel like we've started to develop a sound, like a blend. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> um, but it, I don't know, it, feels, it feels like something's growing. <laughs> I, it, I can identify to all of our songs. I feel like they're Lomlet songs. Whereas before, it, it like, could have been... Five different bands playing these songs, right? Yeah, that doesn't really help the listeners at home like <laughs> get a feel for it though. It's but really it, tough. <laughs> yeah. Most like if it makes you feel any better, most bands struggle with this question. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, one of the most dreaded questions that any band gets asked. So like, so what kind of music do you play? Like, oh. <laughs> I, you know, I guess we, we've been trying to, like, mess around with different time signatures and different, like, changes in rhythm. So in that way, you can definitely, like, describe it as prog rock because we're trying to, like, we're trying to make, like, dancey kind of um, rock music infused with jazz, but then also have, like, um, yeah, we, we've, like... Well, I feel like I we, all, we, we all contribute. We all contribute pretty much whatever we as individuals want. Yeah. So we each have our own backgrounds, which come 
So Meg has her jazz, more jazzy background, and Avery has her more avant-garde and house music background, and Matt and I are more like classic rock background. Yeah. So I think if you just imagine those three things together, that would be pretty close to Lomlet. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's nice because you have those like kind of other ends of the spectrum, and then you're kind of both of your styles like really grounded in like. Yeah, I think that your your style's grounded. Matt and Alex have like had many other bands in their lives, mm-hmm. and they've been kind of very interesting bands um, that do the same thing. They kind of blend genres too, but definitely some like bluesy kind of rock comes from them. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Cool. I think uh, like nowadays more than ever that kind of blending of music is happening just more and more. You know, you're right. taking a bunch of different genres, and you're like, okay, we have like a jazz band with saxophone and tubas and shit, but we're going to throw hip hop over it, you know? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. I just feel like that's like, maybe I was just, I'm paying attention more or something. I don't know, but I just feel like stuff like that is happening more and more. Yeah, nowadays. I agree. I feel like uh, everyone is a musician nowadays and it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard to stand out. So I think that's the easiest way to stand out is to just take on all the genres and have a bit of flair with it. Yeah. yeah. It should have something to do with the, just how accessible all music is now Mm -hmm. you can easily listen to any almost any song ever made at the click of a button whereas 20 years ago you have to research or go to the record store or just listen to the radio whenever they played Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. your taste of music is like isolated within your like group of friends or your community whereas nowadays that's definitely not the case and so yeah I, I agree and it's also way it's more accessible for people just to make music too, to record it, to mm-hmm. put it on the totally. internet, to have it be heard by hopefully thousands of people. That's the dream. Dozens of people. Dare I say? I'm pretty sure I'm on that level too. Dozens of people. Yeah. <laughs> dozens of listeners out there. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's the same thing with a podcast. You know, you just. We're sitting here recording it. You put it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. What is kind of your guys' earliest memories of music in your own personal lives then? Um, Trying to fall asleep while my parents were blasting music in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh, started me off (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Why are they having so much fun? (laughs) It's got to be the music. Nice. I remember re- when I was a kid really getting obsessed with the song Lump by Presidents of the United States of America, or PUSA, <laughs> as I like to call it. <laughs> I don't remember noticing music before that. I guess I probably noticed it. But that song, I was obsessed with it for some reason. I just listened to it over and over and over. <laughs> so and, over a, and over and over and over. So that was very really formative for me. That was a formative experience. <laughs> uh, um, definitely for me, like my dad used to play me all kinds of music in the car. Like I remember we'd drive around running errands together and stuff because he was a stay-at-home dad, and so he would play me Guns N' Roses and Blue Rodeo and like you know all of that good like classic rock like Aerosmith and and then. Yeah, I would say those are, like, my very, very first kind of 
ex yeah, that's, that's that's my very first experience with music, I guess, is getting shown that that style of music by my dad. Awesome. Have you guys always been like music people then, uh, since you were young, or kind of when did you get into music and decide like you know what I would like to be a musician? Mm. I think I was thirteen and a half years old. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Just marked it on the calendar. <laughs> it's like a pretty important yeah, that's a, that sounds like a good I'm age. I I might get asked this question one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day I decided to be a musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to take piano lessons when I was a kid. And, and that was when I decided to never be a musician. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> but I guess it would have been around the same time. Yeah. But I, I, I'm a little younger than him, so I think it was like 13 and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been annoying people for my whole life just by singing constantly around them. You know, um, and I just kind of, I picked up some instruments in junior high, and that's when I started, like, playing music, and I would go to open mics and stuff, and I, for a long time I did it on my own, I would do, like, singer-songwriter stuff. And it was always just very, like, rewarding for me, but I honestly, like didn't like it didn't occur to me that it could be something we could do like professionally until I kind of like you know met like you two and then also like a good friend of mine Pete as well um him and I met uh, at Heritage Park and he he fronts a, a very successful band in Calgary called Peter and the Wolves so shout out to them I'm currently a, a member of that band too and really seeing his journey like starting his band and seeing how he grew to be like really successful in like just a matter of years, just through like his hard work and dedication. Um, yeah, that was really exemplary for me and it was very inspiring to kind of see him go through that journey. So it made me, it inspired me and, and it made me realize that it was something I could do too. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. I guess what is, what is it about music that kind of attracted you guys to start playing maybe? Like, you know, why was it music instead of, you know, you know, the art or drawing or, some other creative outlet? Um, I think because music, uh, you, you can't avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> when you play a song, people have to listen to it. <laughs> so you can do a lot more interesting things with music than you can with art, because people can just close their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can't plug ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play loud enough. You can't paint bright enough to, <laughs> to get people to see through their eyelids, but <laughs> not the same with music. Um, um, I, I paint and stuff, and I do all kinds of different art. Like, I study design in school, too, and but um, nothing brings people together like music. You know, like, you can make a piece of art for somebody, but, you know making a piece of music for someone like it just it brings everybody together and they can share in that experience just it's it, it feels like it's almost like instinctual in a way like everybody has something they can connect to through that no matter what genre of music it is and so yeah it's it's awesome that way like I'm definitely like a people person and I've found like that there's such a like great community in the music scene too um lots of like support especially nowadays like you know I like I haven't been in the scene for necessarily a very long time but I find it's it's like you can tell 
people who've been in the scene like for a while are like feeling more hopeful I think these days than they have ever been before. So just about, yeah, just about inclusiveness, about support, about um, treating musicians correctly and, you know, treating the, the industry like like a proper industry too, you know, not like screwing people around and stuff like that. Mm. At least as much, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it still happens, but <laughs> yeah, I, we haven't gotten screwed over yet. Yeah. That we know. That we know. <laughs> That's something that I found too actually is like I haven't been in the the Calgary music scene that long. I wasn't really in it but until I started this podcast and so maybe exploring it for the past 3 years really heavily just within the last year and stuff, but just the amount of support and just friendliness that you get from everybody who is involved in the music scene is Absolutely. just it's real cool to see <laughs> it doesn't feel so like cutthroat out there everybody mm-hmm. wants everybody to do well and have you guys experienced a lot of that with this band then or absolutely i think um whether it's a bad show or a good show either way there's lots of support lots of lots of people out there Calgary's really good for that and it's it's growing <clears throat> i feel like uh there's like two different kind of pools too at least from what I've seen, there's kind of like a more contemporary pool where we like reside in, where we have like a lot of garage rock around and a lot of dream rockers and stuff like that. And they're like younger people in those bands and they have all kinds of like energy and ideas and they make all kinds of art. And they're like, it's interesting to see how like, um, like people are using kind of like their marketing skills too on social media. Like people are getting really good at that. Just even in the bands around, like that you see around town, and then there's like the other pool where like Calgary and Alberta has this awesome like kind of soul R&B country western type and it's very different over there where you see people like yeah just kind of like all meeting in the same place but without ever having to like text about it you know mm-hmm. and you just kind of like all go to each other's houses and you all just kind of like everybody knows each other and so like yeah that's that's also like a an interesting thing though because they're kind of separate I find like you, you don't see those two pools mixing very often mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know if that will ever change or not or doesn't if that matters or mm-hmm. I mean I've been I've been lucky enough to talk to like a bunch of different artists who are involved in a bunch of different scenes and it's real cool just to see that like like all the scenes in Calgary seem to be doing really well like mm-hmm. whether it be the hip-hop scene or the punk scene or you know whatever it is it's just everything just seems to kind of there's a lot of support in the Absolutely. city <laughs> appreciation for it yeah which is nice to see because it's I'm sure as a band sometimes it feels like you know like who am like who am I doing this for or whatever I'm sure you've had those shows or whatever or I don't know but <laughs> like mm-hmm. it can I, I feel like it can be hard out th- there sometimes I guess <laughs> It can be, but there's always a friend, like, in the room, yeah. right? Like, and so... Yeah, we've never played to, like, an empty crowd. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a bartender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're fortunate <laughs> to have bartenders. <laughs> we can usually drag one of our friends out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, between the five of us, like, in town. <laughs> yeah. I think out of, like, the half dozen shows I've maybe played, I think... The smallest one I had was there was three of my friends there. That's good. That was that's pretty like, much that's it. Very good. So. They tend to like trickle off, you know, after a while. But that's that's normal, right? They see your they see your show. They see you play, 
your sets you and then be so supportive. And, yeah. yeah, and then you know, you got shit to do. I get that. Yeah, like it's good, but you know, I'm just gonna stay home and sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, wish I could join you, man. Sometimes, for show. But yeah, <laughs> like that's my problem too. Is anytime I go out to do anything. On my way to that thing, I'm always like, why am I doing this? Like, I wish I was just at home right now. I wish I was sleeping or yeah. watching Netflix. And then I get there, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. Totally St- stuff, stuff is fun. Like, <laughs> it's fun. People can be fun. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned something about how there's uh, some of the bands in Calgary, they are really good at like kind of marketing themselves. Uh-huh. So I guess what have you guys done maybe kind of different from everybody else in that regards? If anything. Well, <laughs> that's a Megan question. Uh, so so in school, I go to Mount Royal and I study a program called Information Design. And it's like what it sounds like. We, we take like it's a digital um, multimedia communications degree, basically. So we learn communications, but in a, in a digital context. And we uh, take that to very much like social media and how to make things um, beautiful, make things marketable, make things understandable. And, and present things really well is like a very big thing. And so presentation is huge. So what we've done for presentation is I've, you know, we, we've kind of like taken lomlets and we've taken some colors and, you know, I've, I've done like, I've done like our, our logo and we have an Instagram page and we kind of developed this um, yellow visual identity too. And so when we're performing, we have like, we'll, we'll wear bits of yellow and you know, it's, it's again, just a way for people to remember us too. But what it also does is, um, when you're looking at an Instagram page, it's like looking at a a museum, right? It's like you're, this is a a place that you have curated information about yourself and people go to and they look at it. So when they go and they look at our Instagram page, they see kind of these colors and these patterns and this artwork. And it's all very like branded, like kind of yellow and bold and, um, you know, Yellow and bold, mainly. Um, but like the Simpsons. Like the Simpsons, totally. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Uh, Unlike Mary. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's very much something that like uh, school has given me is the ability to kind of develop ideas in that kind of a way, right? Develop visual ideas that go with our our brand and our sound and our our whole kind of spiel. So. You know, that will bleed into, like, you know, merch, which we literally, like, had ordered <laughs> yesterday. Uh, and, um, yeah, ka-ching. Um, but, yeah, it'll bleed into, I think, wherever we go, we can kind of hopefully be, like, recognized a little bit in that kind of a way. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's um, important. Oh, it's important the stuff. Yellow bands. Yeah. The yellow bands. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Not a big fan of the green bands. No. <laughs> the yellow guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that's like a kind of a step that a lot of bands, especially new younger bands, they kind of maybe overlook a little bit. Like kind of treating the band as a business or mm. a brand and it's fine if you don't want to do that, but I think you have to realize that if you're not going to do that, then it might not go anywhere, and it's yes. likely not going to go anywhere because it's you have to get yourself out there. You have to, you know, market yourself. Mm-hmm. So was it hard to kind of transition for you guys, like, those thoughts, like, being, like, 
taking this band and turning it kind of into a brand. Thank goodness for me, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't hard for me. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> I had a, I had a couple yellow shirts. Yeah, so yeah. It really worked out well for me, too. I had to buy some yellow clothes. That was... That was inconvenient, but I, I asked them very politely to buy yellow clothes. <laughs> I, that's what I that's what I did. Uh, I don't know. It got it kind of like I mean I it got left to me a little bit because like obviously I'm paying like thousands of dollars to study that in school and like our our dear bandmates are not so <laughs> it was kind of a Megan project to do like the branding and everything. But I had lots of support and these guys were very much on board with what I wanted to do and they were like very stoked about it. So that was that was really helpful, right? We. We're all like really excited about the project. So whenever it was like, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we wear that? Like it's just like it goes without saying kind of thing. It's like an understanding that, yeah, we're moving up to another level now. Um, we're going to have a look, right? We're going to have a, a, a demeanor when we're at shows. We're going to be professional. We're going to, yeah. Um, everybody, like it, I didn't, nobody had to say anything. That just kind of like we all understood that very quickly once like, Honestly, even, yeah, once Avery, like, stepped in and, and joined us, it got elevated to a level so quickly, and we just all, like, realized, we were like, oh, wait, mm, we could actually um, see some success with this, with this project, so. Cool. So how do, how do the songs come together, then? Usually Meg writes them. Sometimes Avery will write the music, and Meg will write the words. <clears throat> and uh, she just brings the song, and... We just do whatever we want with it. <laughs> the the music, yeah, it tends to be very collaborative. Like Avery's written some awesome stuff that she's brought to the table in the last few months. Um, and then lyrics are mainly me. We do like one one or two songs written by Alex from their old band, uh, Strange Lovecraft. And um, but yeah, no, it's most of the lyrics are mine, and then and then I will bring them and we'll 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 work them into a song. And usually it's like a, usually it takes like three practices if that to get like a pretty pretty solid song down so we're pretty efficient that way it's kind of awesome cool and i know you have uh you guys have a couple recordings up on uh Bandcamp. so i guess how did those come together that was avery <laughs> that was all avery yeah actually that the the one jet plane is a funny story because we literally recorded that in one afternoon like maybe in like four or five hours mm -hmm. because we had to submit it for the ship and anchor songwriting competition. And literally we only had this one day to do it. And like, I had to go to like a different gig. I was playing with like Peter and the Wolves that day. So like we were all so rushed and like, we just came in, we sat down and we nailed like everything, mm -hmm. like just on the first try. And it just like came together so perfectly. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. It was like so awesome seeing Avery like do her work like on her program. Like she's so fast. It's like, right. It was so cool to watch. But yeah, she did all that. She mixed those tracks, uh, both of them. And so um, they turned out really well. And um, yeah, those are some of our oldest songs too. Um, those are the songs, like we had those songs back in our, like our first lineup, I think, mm -hmm. is when we came up with those. And so the newer things that we've come up with are like definitely a lot more like, yeah, like we were talking about earlier, like blended, I would say, like. I, I think they're way better songs, like, in my opinion, like, you know, Jet Plane is, is great and all that, but I'm really excited about the new stuff that we've come up with in the uh, last few months. I think in the next little bit here, we'll try and get an EP out, and we haven't quite decided what songs we want to be on there, but we've, like, 
definitely worked hard to get like a really good selection now so we have like about two sets to work with I think and to choose from of very very different music so <laughs> yeah I guess how do you how do you choose songs to be on a release like that or well, we, we group them together kind of like when we make a set list, like we'll yeah. be like, okay, well, like, let's not put these two country ones too close together type thing. Or we will like, definitely like there has to be a flow to the set list. Like if we just like shuffled them, it would just be pure chaos um, for sure. <laughs> but like, I imagine when we like come up with like a, a few EPs, like they will definitely have different flavors to them. Like there'll be one that's more jazzy. There'll be one that's more rock and roll. And um yeah, like one of my favorite bands does that with their albums too. Like of Montreal has like is my is my favorite band and they they have like a pure folk album and then a pure like synth new wave revival album and then like everywhere in between and it's just they like move on from genre to genre. So that's cool cuz it's the same band but it's a different yeah, it's a different feel every time and to see how versatile they are, like mm -hmm. that was inspiring too. So I think that's uh one of our biggest strengths as a band too is we're like pretty pretty versatile musically awesome so uh, are you guys are you guys the type of people who like need deadlines in your life it sounds like <laughs> you know you had a deadline you needed to get it done and you just got it done and it like happened or i'm definitely i don't like deadlines <laughs> but it, it definitely gives us the push that we need like it's, it's super important in music but musicians, <laughs> every musician is so, uh, they've got so much going on, right? So many different projects. And if there's no deadline, like it will take years to accomplish anything. Yeah. There needs to be a deadline for that push. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure, pressure makes diamonds, I guess. Yeah, um, absolutely. but yeah, that being said too, I think that, um, this, this goes in the exact opposite direction, but it's also important to have patience too. I like have heard stories of like bands um, who just kind of are like pushing really hard to get their EP out or pushing really hard for this and that. And, and like, you got to imagine that the music gets compromised a little bit if you mm -hmm. swing too far in that direction. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have a balance there. Yeah. I think balance is key for sure. You know, mm -hmm. you want to, Yes, you need deadlines, but also you want to, like, yes, you want to present, a, like, an acceptable product mm -hmm. that you are happy with and that you have put the time and effort into, and that's, I, that's just life, though. It's just finding the balance that's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys find it hard to balance band life with, like, everyday life? <laughs> <laughs> Three of, like, the most i think yeah like we all have pretty freaking crazy lives yeah. <laughs> chaos um but it's worth it worth every second of it what yeah. do, let's let's go around the the couches here and say what we do for for work and life well i mean uh i'm in construction and in summertime that means crazy hours and uh i'm in a, a couple different bands um, and then jams with other friends. Uh, it, it's got to be almost every night. There's something musical going on, and I mean, I'm not getting home till like eight o'clock, and then go jam, get home, 
11.30 midnight, go to bed, wake up at 5, and do it all over again. <laughs> Matthew is the, like, Matthew sleeps the least out of any person I've ever seen in my entire life. He sleeps, he literally is, sleeps, like, five hours a night. Like, I, I don't, like, first just so long. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, like, I, I fear what might happen. <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> it's good, it's good. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy, actually. <laughs> I would not call it easy. <laughs> I was just a student. Go to band practice after. It's pretty easy. <laughs> sure, sure. You also look after three of your children. <laughs> so, like, that, true. that happens sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, he's so low key about that. Like, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> they, they look after themselves. <laughs> they got it. They just got it. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do a few things too. I, I'm in this band, and then I'm in also, you know, the other band, Peter and the Wolves, and then I uh, also am in school, and then I also, yeah, then I also work, like, at, at Heritage Park, doing many different things there, mainly, like, events, um, events work, and so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, but, but you make time for what you love, right? You make time for the music, if that's what you love, and that's right. how you... Uh, find joy and energy, then then it's it's not work, right? It's so. Yeah, I think it's like it. I don't know. At least for me, like I have to remind myself of that sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like I'll be I'm committing all this time to like a podcast, you know, and you know you release it and you're like, oh, that didn't go how I expected to or whatever, and then you're like, but why are you doing it? It's like mm-hmm. you're doing it because you like to do mm-hmm. it. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for yourself. Like, and I think that that can be hard sometimes for. I'm sure most people, but mm-hmm. yeah. I guess, how have you seen the band kind of progress? Are you happy with the direction it is heading in? started out really poppy. Like, super poppy. It started out... With Mikey. Yeah, it started out with Mikey, and, and Mikey has his totally own, like, music. Um, he does, like, yeah, like, very poppy kind of um, stuff, and he's a great singer, and so... It originally started where, like, him and I would actually, like, share leads. Like, I, I do the, the lead vocals, and, and he would... We basically, like, split it down the middle where we do, like, his songs and then my songs. And it, like... It was, like, just kind of, like... Like, we're, we're kind of all over the place right now. But, like, back then, we were really all over mm. the place. Like, <laughs> it was just kind of not, like fitting together super well and so you know after after Mikey left then we moved over to my songs and then it kind of like that's what happened and then we had like you know this portion of time where we would just kind of rehearse for like we we, we've we've the one thing that's been awesome about this band is we've gotten together like every single week for two years Mm -hmm. like we just like just don't compromise that way so we've been growing this whole time and so, yeah, we, you know, there's definitely, like, plateaus. Like, after Mikey left, I think we, we plateaued for a little while there. We just didn't have that many shows. And, you know, and then we had, like, our, our guitarist leave. And uh, and then, like, that's kind of when the plateau stopped and, and Avery kind of showed up and, and really made things better. And, and ever since Avery showed up, it was, like, a bell curve. Like, it's, yeah. And um, it also just really helped that... Um, 
Like I, I made a lot of really good friends and connections in the industry this year. I was really fortunate to have like wonderful people around me um, being mentors for how to front a band. Like I, I, I met a lot of like very like successful um, front people and, and learned a lot from them. And so learned a lot about how to communicate professionally in the industry, learned, you know, how to go and, and book stuff and, you know. So that, that really helps too, I think, get, um, get some traction and, and get known around now. There's like some places that kind of like us now. And so that helps a lot. <laughs> I think it's really cool to, to just have, um, it's not just our friends anymore that are, that appreciate our music and it's random people that you meet on, that'll see you on the street and like, Oh, you're in this band. Like, I love you guys. Like your sound is really cool. I've seen you here. And that's really cool. Really, really cool to see. It, it really makes you feel like you're, you're getting somewhere. It's not just your friends like smiling and saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're great. We're so, we're so great tonight. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you can only do so much of that <laughs> yeah. every time your friends give you a compliment you're like i feel like you just have to say this <laughs> yeah, like, totally and they do and they do a slight step above your mother yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh so i guess how do you how do you kind of fight through those plateaus though when they do happen just try to enjoy them yeah I always look forward to band practice, no matter what. Even if we don't, we're not playing for anything. Mm. Something I look forward to doing. So even if, so it's not a fight. You don't have to fight through them. Yeah. At least it doesn't feel like a fight. Yeah, to me. there's yeah. never been any fights fighting in this band. I, I don't think. And yeah, each time we get together, it's like a. Um, either we have like an agenda and we get it done really efficiently or we just have like a wicked jam and like maybe a song comes out of it, maybe it doesn't, but mm. yeah, there's, it's just always like always a really good time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other like thing to do when you're plateauing is just get a new band member. <laughs> it's really successful. <laughs> very, very good idea. Um, <laughs> well for us so far <laughs> who's next yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't mention our newest band member our newest band member is our new drummer Tristan who should also get a, a shout out because she's wicked on the drums and we're super excited to have her on too so yeah yes indeed cool I guess so I'm I, I imagine that with each new band mem member, they themselves bring a unique new sound to it, and it kind of just adds to the mm. whole kind of like amalgamation of what you guys are going for and kind of gives it a unique flair, I assume. And Yeah, and I, it, we've been really lucky. Everyone's been super open about it. Um, it's not like they have their own style and they try to pull us in that direction. It's They, they mold right in with it, and they bring their own flavor, but... They're open to our flavor, too. Nice. Um, so I guess what's, I can, what's like a live show versus like kind of your recorded music like? A bit more yellow. A bit more yellow, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, um, each live show is uh, quite quite the workout, I suppose, for, for me. I... I uh, I jump around and then I sing for the whole set and then I also play the saxophone 
and I and then I jump around a lot want to reiterate that so it's definitely very high energy um and I I do like yeah I really love um like performance is definitely like part of what you practice right and and it's been such an awesome journey to like uh learn how to really like get a crowd going like that's a an awesome skill and and something I've been working a lot on and you know (laughs) like (laughs) I don't know like (laughs) I went for a long time just kind of like being up there on stage being like, hi guys, what's up? But you know, you definitely have to like become more of an MC, like, uh, you know, and it's like you're, you're commanding a, a crowd and you're, you're leading the evening, right? You're like the facilitator of the fun. And so you definitely have to like give your energy to people and like actively like just dump it on people. So, so I try my best to do that and, and everybody else does too, you know, everybody grooves so hard like up on stage and, and we get comments about that all the time, just like how like groovy and slinky we are, like we're all dancing up there, so like, it was really fun. Slinky. We're very slinky humans, for sure. Uh, fun facilitator, I love alliteration and that was awesome. So you. <laughs> pointed that out and... <laughs> Another thing is, like, I feel like, you know, when you see that the band who is making the music appreciates their own music and can dance to their own music, then it's almost hard not to dance along with them, you know? (laughs) It's it's contagious. Yeah. Uh, Has it been difficult at all to kind of... Has the live show been difficult at all with the, like, band member changes? Or has it kind of no real... I mean, I guess timing-wise, like, um... It takes a little time to learn the song. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, really. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks or so. Like, well, yeah, like, the timing, we had some interesting timing over the summer, just with some, like, you know, shows and whatnot, but that was really as worth, like, as bad as it got. Like, when Avery joined the band... We she took walking a, for dollars that week. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. like she like she took our songs and she like I gave her like our notation and everything and she had learned like most of it within a week, mm-hmm. and because she's just pro that way, right? And and like Tristan, I I, I know is going to be very much the same yeah. way. Like they're just you get to that level where, um, like the intuition kicks in, I guess. And if and if they're enjoying the music, which seems like you know the two of them very much are, like, then then yeah, you're you're gonna like have the songs in your head and you're gonna like you know really like connect with them and and add your own flair like and that's the one thing when you're actively trying to add your own like passion and flair to the music then that's like it becomes so much easier for it to 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 become to for it to enter inside of you (laughs) you know It's, it's in there. It's, it's in there. <laughs> uh, so has there been has there been any major challenges with this band at all, or not that I can think of? Like define major challenge. <laughs> died. Nobody's died. That's that's a very big plus. Uh, nobody's like you know beat the shit out of anybody else. Uh, nobody's ever gotten mad or upset about. Uh, anything uh uh i guess like the biggest challenge is just like like i always want to do more for the band like i always want to like i I could take it on as a full-time job right like you know being a front person you can absolutely go 40 hours a week doing that kind of stuff and you know i always like 
my personal struggle is getting my goddamn homework done. Like, <laughs> like man, it's hard. Um, that's honestly the hardest part about it because I always want to be doing more and I always want to be playing music. And so, like, trying to balance that with, with the other thing I'm passionate about, which is, like, learning how to understand people's brains uh, and communicate to them. So, you know, just finding enough time. Yeah. Never enough time. Never enough time, yeah. yeah. Never enough time, yes. As it's weird, it's like, also when you get older, you're like, how did I have so much time back then? I have the same amount of time, but yeah. it's all gone, and like... Yes. <laughs> be blessed, too, there's still a lot of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what's maybe your favorite part about playing in this band? Probably the guitar. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's just the just the buzz, the energy you get when we're jamming. Like I, I could be exhausted from from a day, but you just get to jam and you feel great afterwards. Yeah, I think we we give each other like just tons of energy. Like yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> it's awesome that way. This band in particular, we get so much positive feedback. Like we we've been asked back to the same venue. We've been asked to open for the same bands multiple times. Like. Like we've, our shows have been increasing. The number of our shows have been increasing exponentially. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we which were, is yeah. very rewarding. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see the success. It feels like actual success. Yes. Yeah, the fruit <laughs> of the labor kind of coming to together. Because I mean, when you play with like t- like people for like two years, right? Like you know, it's just like muscle memory at that point, and then to have like it get like have it to to have it like get out to people and to have people like it you know, touch people and, you know, yeah, I think we've like earned a, a deal of like respect around the community and people really like, like what we have to offer. So it's very good that way. Awesome. Does that, does that ever feel like overwhelming at times or? There's just moments when I look at my calendar, I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to do that? <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, this summer was like insane. Like we, we were gigging almost every week, every two weeks. And so like, yeah, you know, it was a lot. We were all working full time, like, and then, and then some for Matthew and, you know, um, yeah, just again, just not enough time, just not enough time. But when you get to the level where you can, like, we also had, like, I think uh, the part that was overwhelming for us where we had a couple of shows where we had to push for, like, a little bit bigger of a set, for, for example. Like, we had to expand on a time limit. So that was, like, that got to be a bit stressful. Um, but, again, with that pressure, like, now we have this awesome roster of songs to choose from. And, like, all shows from, like, going onward, they're, they're going to be that much easier because we just pushed really hard to get it all in and, and now we have a selection and so we get to choose like with Tristan we have like a couple of shows coming up too we're playing in Red Deer on the 28th of September and then October 3rd at Broken or yeah Broken City and we get to like yeah we get to like compile like an awesome set for those now with with our new stuff and mm-hmm. with Tristan yeah I feel like that kind of pressure and just like kind of stepping slightly outside your comfort zone that's where, you know, that's where, like, the good stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what does kind of, uh, you mentioned a couple things, but what does the future kind of hold for, for the band? 
band practice tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow we will rehearse. So that's, that's pretty immediate. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, we definitely want to put an EP together now that we're, like, really happy with our lineup and, you know... Um, and then definitely we want to apply for some festivals next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been told that we should, and we, you know, there's there's definitely like lots and lots of opportunities around Calgary and the area to do that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna try and apply for some of those and kill um, it and kill it. And kill it this year. Perhaps yeah, perhaps get some more out of town shows too. That's something that we haven't done a lot of quite yet. We played. We've played in Red Deer a couple times, but literally that's like that's as far as we've taken this band outside of Calgary. So definitely want to try some of that too this year. Um, maybe get some shows in BC or in Edmonton or stuff like that. Okay. So, so yeah, that's that's our immediate future for the next kind of eight or so months. We have Alex is going away too in the winter, so that's going to be an interesting time. He'll be in Malaysia, uh, <laughs> hopefully. Thinking hard about our music. <laughs> yeah, every day. Uh, but yeah, so only so on Mondays. Only, only on Mondays. <laughs> we'll have like a psychic connection. We'll have like a Skype band practice. But um, yeah, no. So some some and like yeah, just finishing school. Like I'm gonna graduate this year. I graduate in April. Uh, Clipper graduates. Alex graduates uh, in in December at the end of this term. So so some exciting degree acquiring is gonna happen this year too for us. We will become an an educated band. So Alex is studying philosophy. So that that's gotta help somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess what's kind of playing out of town shows like versus in town shows? Are those like more challenging in any ways, or? Well, your friends don't usually come to those. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two shows we've played out of town have been with our friends. Right? They've been with the Sour Patch Men, which is Ma- Matt and Alex's other band, and they're like a like a bluegrass folk kind of drinking songs, like kind of dance kind of band, and um. <laughs> Um, their, their mandolin player, Bryce, has this adventure van. <laughs> and we all pile in the adventure van, and we drive out to Red Deer, and then we all just kind of, yeah, just party really hard together. So, uh, it's awesome. Uh, those, those, those are the extent of our out-of-town shows, so maybe we can convince Bryce to come out to Edmonton with us yeah. or something like that, but... I feel like when you, uh, when you go out of town, you just... You just feel more like a band. Yeah, like, hey. Yeah. And so there's a there's an energy that's brought with that too. That's exciting and fun and just yeah. chaotic. Taking a trip with your band is like just so fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can only imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you I guess how do you kinda of get on to shows like that? Do you contact promoters or is it usually like a band kind of approaching you being like, Hey, we like you on this bill or for us, it's been uh, just just knowing people, having friends in the right spot. Yeah, I imagine as you as you progress as a band, you just venues will hear hear about you from other bands or even from your Open music mics, online. Yeah. Mics. yeah, yeah. There'll there'll be some like reaching out to promoters. I think that will happen too pretty soon. Now that yeah, now that we're all settled in. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been we've been lucky to have like yeah. Like Matt said, lots of lots of good friends in, in lots of good places, and so, and and just being friends with bands too, yeah, uh, that helps because if they have a show and they want someone on the bill, like, right, we're 
We're a decent option, I think. So. <laughs> you yeah, heard it here, a decent <laughs> option. <laughs> decent. Yeah, decent. We'll, we'll get the decent. job. <laughs> we are the decentest band. Oh, no, those guys are good. We just want decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you said something earlier about, like, kind of the importance of like networking and like you just kind of brought it up again how like you know your friends include you when they're thinking about shows so mm. I guess maybe for kind of maybe newer bands out there maybe what advice would you give them for somebody who's just starting a band mm. stick of? around to the end of the night yeah talk to every band that plays like, shake everyone's hand um, don't just play your set and get out of there nobody likes to see that yeah it's I, like that the community in between the bands is the most important part I think uh, meeting friends in other bands because everyone looks out for each other and will toss you a bone here and there yep absolutely absolutely you know it's you, you have to be a little bit extroverted you know you have to be comfortable approaching people is a huge thing too and so that's definitely like a life skill um, as a musician, as a as a business person, as a networker in general, that's that's just what you have to get used to doing. And so, you know, and yeah, just like people skills, people skills. Yeah, people skills are important. <laughs> <laughs> hard, it's hard to learn it. You know, it's hard to learn those types of things too. Yeah. So if you're if you're not the people person, then then find someone who is too, mm-hmm. right? Because you because you know they will help you kind of branch out and then obviously it's just good to like learn from other types of people too mm-hmm. and that happens when you meet people and so it's it's always always good in my opinion you know yeah i definitely think you need somebody in your band who can talk to people <laughs> like it's cool that you want to you know just like play your music and do that and if that's your thing then you need to find somebody who can go and talk to the people yes. Yes, <laughs> that's one of the biggest challenges i had with like i'm an introvert like i had terrible people skills all my life and then i did this thing i'm like i'm literally inviting strangers into my house <laughs> to have a conversation yeah. with them yeah. appreciate that by the way yeah. <laughs> thanks for having us yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of forced me real quick to like develop those people skills and mm-hmm. like those conversation skills that i was just lacking for most of my life and you kind of learn that that like most as long as you're just friendly to people and you leave a good impression then they'll kind of remember you and they'll when you are doing something, they'll maybe share it on social media mm-hmm. or give it a like or tell their friends about it just because they know you as a person and they know you as a good person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, basically, that was a big fancy way of saying, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Be nice to people. <laughs> uh, are there any just kind of final things you guys want to throw out there before we close this out? Or... <laughs> Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was hoping I was hoping you boys would yeah have anything. Yeah, no, I I think that 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 about does it for me. Yeah, thank you so much for having us and for talking with us. Yeah, for sure. This is lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
white line into the indigo sky. I'm up there, trying not to take too long to decide. Mm-hmm. Every night, more than I'd like, a wish away. My courage there.
If you liked this episode of the podcast, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For up-to-date information on the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Froggy Style Productions. That's Frog, the letter E, Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.